Hello everyone, this episode is one that I did with Ling, a brilliant friend of mine. We talked about the relationship between mental illnesses and a few forms of storytelling, which are films, dramas and plays. This is the first episode of PsychPod and it took me quite some work to get to this point. So I hope you all enjoyed this one and without further ado, here is the interview. Hi everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the podcast. My guest today will be my good friend Ling, who is the director of one of the biggest plays by high school students in our city. She has also been a casting director, actor and writer. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Just a bit nervous for this, my first podcast ever. That, that, that's quite natural. Actually, I'm quite nervous as well. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, sure. Um, so, hi, I'm Ling, and like um, he just introduced me, I am a student in Hanoi Ams High School, and currently I'm taking on the role of a general director and also a playwright for one of my school's plays. I'm very impressed with the resume, and I'm also quite curious as to what got you first interested in acting, and why did you decide to take on other roles outside of acting? I think that initially I wasn't interested in acting at all because I think that I'm pretty awkward in front of like other people. So it's not a natural thing for me. Um, But I think that it was this one time that I casted for the role of my, in my last school play that I actually felt like the character. I think it was also like kind of fortunate because the character was natural to me so that's what got me interested and in terms of idols I don't really idolize but like I do take inspiration for from a lot of people and when it comes to acting then one of those people is definitely Saoirse Ronan I think she's pretty great in terms of like both an actress and as a person I think that part of the responsibility just came with the role as a general director and because the work it kind of overlap and connected I think it's also first natural and secondly of my interest to just be involved in the other procedures as well. Quite fascinating let's move on to our first topic which is the representation of mental illnesses in films and plays. Let's start with the relationship between acting and mental illness. I know that during the writing for your play, you have personally considered portraying mental illnesses several times. Why do you think so many films nowadays have an element of mental illness? I think that because they have full control of what they're going to do with their portrayal of mental illness, they can also navigate part of the outcome of that mental illness in terms of like how the character deals with it and if they can make an a positive impact through that portrayal then I think that's what um that's what ethical movies and plays does I agree and mental illnesses do lend themselves to potentially brilliant storylines 
also, actually, most people I ask the question don't talk about this. It is actually quite common in real life as well to have mental illness. In fact, according to the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health, one in every five Americans live with mental illness. In our country, we live in Vietnam, by the way. I read on the World Health Organization's website that some 14.2% of our population suffer from one of the 10 most common mental illnesses in 2014. In our culture, in like Asian culture in general, we, we don't really emphasize on the, on the matter. We think it's kind of natural to just suffer in, in times of hardships. And I would imagine this particular statistic has been somewhat distorted by yeah. the stigma that surrounds mental illnesses. You know, the jokes where the child asks their Asian parents about therapy and the punchline is usually the Asian parents just not understanding the purpose of getting treatment. And in reality, it's probably something like, you're beautiful, you're smart, you have a bright future. What is there to be depressed about? Or maybe even... What will people think? Don't tell anyone or they will treat you differently. I, I don't know. They all seem a bit cliche, but I imagine that, that that is something that would actually happen. Yeah, it does. And I don't think it's like cliche because, of course, we it sounds um, like familiar, but it's actually because it's actually common. It's so prevalent in our culture and because our coping mechanism are like the instances that you just provide um, it's going to keep like happening that way, kind of, if, if we don't like take actions and actually be mindful of our responses to mental illnesses. Also, um, Vietnamese films and TV shows almost never depict mental illnesses. Well, ap- apart from the, you know, the retrograde amnesia where the person hits their head and wakes up like, who am I? Where am I? And- <laughs> forgets everything that happened to them. That's quite a convenient plot device. Those yeah. are insanely overused. Anyway, my point is basically too little representation is bad and there are more representations in Western films and plays, but they're not exactly perfect either. Off the top of your head, can you think of any famous films with mental illnesses? I think, uh, yeah, one of my favorite films with elements of mental illness is The Fault in Our Stars. In the book, it, it actually like commenced by indicating that the main character is depressed. Um, and another film that, not actually like my taste, but I found it quite impressive is Split. I think because, partly because it deals with a mental illness that has a lot of stigma around it and a lot of misconceptions, which is DID. And the movie, I read some reviews and like critiques about it. It also includes some misconceptions in the movie for, for the value of like entertainment and like, um, I don't want to say attention, but like you get it. You have to make it interesting for that kind of plot to work. I was planning to analyze the films with you, but I have never seen those films. So let's take Split, for example. Would you very quickly tell me and the audience the plot of Split? Like I said, I'm not like particularly, I don't particularly like it in terms of like personal taste and choice, but the main plot is just there's this um, this guy with the ID and he has, well, in the first part, he has, I think, three or just, just a small number of characters like existing within him. 
and he kidnapped these three girls. And throughout the movie, um, it just the character just alternatively take over the body and act in the way that they usually do. And in the the next part of the movie, I think the part where like it was the sequel of this three movie connected together, um, he kind of found out that he has 23 something personalities. And one of them is like a really bad one. Like the devil, you kind of imagine when people have a lot of personalities and there's this really evil one. So he has that one. And that part of the movie particularly deals with that. In the end, I think he, he died. I think he died, but kind of redeemed himself before dying. If, I'm rem- if I remember the plot correctly. If not, I'm so sorry. Uh, so I, I'm just pulling up uh, the Wikipedia page of the movie. And mm-hmm. so the man in the story suffered from dissociative identity disorder, which basically means he has, as you said, many different personalities. So what I hear from you is that one of the personalities, the main character is quite evil. Yeah. So that is something that that's like exactly the problem with films take on mental illness. I get that that would make the movie better. But, you know, I was kind of banking on Split to have that stereotype so I can point it out. And it may seem like I got quite fortunate with you know you choosing split as an example but there's a good chance that you would pick films containing stereotypes of mental ailments because there are so many of them out there and it's not just the patients that are getting stereotyped you know therapists clinical psychologists and psychiatrists are being stereotyped as well some films even portray them as ineffective at treating their patients you know, sometimes the serial killer go to therapy, but then they don't really change. It's like Joker. Yeah. And same thing with, you know, the treatment itself. You imagine a scene of a movie where a patient goes to a psychiatrist. What do you see? I see this kind of like, in terms of setting this dark room with a faint white light in the middle and the patient just being really uh, irresponsive to the questions of the doctor. And um, the doctors, I have seen some really good scenes with like psychiatrists, but the the doctor often asks questions that, you know, kind of like cliches and you see everywhere, like, do you feel better today? And sort of those things. And I understand it's because a lot of um, a lot of therapists might be that way. Like to be a good therapist is really challenging. So I get the stereotype, but I think it shouldn't be a thing so prevalent in all movie with patients of mental illness. What have you imagined yourself actually going to the psychiatrist? Is that something of a similar picture? Um. I think that, that my version of myself going to a site that is, is not as dark, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, it, it just makes me shivers when I think of those dark rooms. 
not quite the answer that I was looking for, but at least now we know that I don't prompt people to say things on this podcast. What I was trying to say was that for the many people who have never been to a psychiatrist, all of their knowledge comes from TV shows and movies, so they are especially susceptible to the stereotypes. One of the stereotypes is、um, pharmacotherapy, which is undermentioned in many of the films and movies. Pharmacotherapy is actually using drugs to treat people with mental illnesses. And then there's also electroconvulsive therapy.、Mm. I don't know why I'm sounding confused. I actually did some research.、Um, and electroconvulsive therapy is,、um, in some films, it has been made to look like some type of torture or punishment, but it is actually you know pretty safe in controlled situation. So, as a playwright, do you think it is important to portray mental illnesses as realistically as possible? And how do you achieve that goal? I think it also depends a lot of what your concept of being realistic is, because if you were to portray mental illness for a large audience and you decide to portray it with every consequences that、um, every consequence. That it brings about to a person, then sometimes it's not the most conducive way to impact、um, change in terms of viewpoints because you know a lot of those consequences are not exactly positive and suitable for the majority of people watching, especially、um, with plays and musical. There are a lot of like children and teenagers, so I think that to portray things realistic is. Of course, utterly important because you don't want to continue to delve deeper into the misconceptions and the stereotypes. But also, you need to know that line where you cannot cross because once you cross it, it's. I don't want to say too negative, but if you cross it and you don't have enough professional experience to convey the exact message that you want to, it's going to easily go into this path where. Mental illness just seems realistic, but also unimaginably miserable, kind of. So I think there has to be a, a stopping point that you shouldn't cross when you decide to bring something on stage and on screen. Of the podcast, don't laugh in the middle of my introduction. <laughs>